Did you hear the introduction to the podcast the other day? I did with the sleigh bells. With the sleigh bells. What do you think of that? I really liked it. It was very Christmassy. I thought it was... Are you kidding me? You've got to be kidding me. Not a single notification until we start the podcast. Hello and welcome to Explicitly Us. Whether you're young, old, single or married, this podcast is for you. Light-hearted, family-friendly and full of laughs. It is guaranteed to put a smile on your face. So get on the treadmill or get another slice of cake, but just get ready because here they are. Live at the time of this recording, all the way from Table 19, your Pizzas Ready studio, here are your hosts, Andy and Trista. Um, that was my idea. I'm going to take credit for this one. The sleigh bells. That was the best $8 investment I ever made. <laughs> uh, I, I did. I played that myself. Could you tell? There was a, one or two places where I got slightly off rhythm. I guess I didn't listen that closely. I wonder if listeners even noticed because I didn't. Re- I received several emails this week. Let me rephrase that. I did not receive them. We received them. And not one person's like, hey, I like the sleigh bells. Sounds oh, Christmassy. True. Not one person. So that was the, if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, that was the winning factoid. If you noticed the difference in the episodes, you were the winner of $1 billion. Too bad. Too bad, too sad. But we didn't tell you that you were going to be the winner of $1 billion if you noticed the difference it's a because secret. it was a secret. But now we can reveal the secret. I liked it, though. I like the sleigh bells. I should have started it earlier because it's almost Christmas time, Trista. I know. How many days? We're well into the Christmas season. We are in it. This is, um, yeah. So. I'm sorry if you could hear me drink coffee. Do you want me to tell what the date is today? <laughs> you really want me to give like the number of days? Until Christmas? No, we don't want people to know that we do last minute podcast. I'm on, just not sure how you want me to Saturday get this information before Monday. without telling them what day it is. Yeah, it's Saturday. We're recording on a Saturday. It'll be released Monday. So, Lord willing, and the creek will we're rise. We're at 13 days until Christmas. 13 days. Only 13 days. Oh, I can't sing. Only 13 days to Christmas, my true love gave to me. Anywho, why I, don't you read some of I these emails nothing. for us? We did get several emails this week. It's been an exciting week. Thank you for everyone who wrote emails. If I ever skip your email, it's not because I don't like you. It's because you're not interesting. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't think I've ever skipped an email, ever. So all the emails have been mentioned or read. Um, maybe I only mentioned parts of them, but I try to give, give shout outs, you know. Yep. We got an email from a Mr. Zane. This email is from Mr. Zane. I just like that name. Zane. You know where I remember that name from? There was an old author named Zane Gray, and he wrote Western novels. Really? Can't say that I've ever read a Zane Gray Western novel, but he was up there in the Louis L'Amour days, I believe. Um, Zane Gray. That's what I always think of when I hear the name Zane. Anyway, uh, this, this person, Zane, says their favorite Christmas song is Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. That's sad. <laughs> that is sad. But. Shows this person's sense of humor, maybe. They do have a sense of humor. <laughs> yes. And I like that song, too. It's a classic. It's a classic. Uh, and then we, oh, let me move on up. 
I actually have to move to the next email to read it. So this one is from Nathan. Nathan says, so I missed your podcast last week. Well, first of all, Nathan, let me just say, who is her? And just got done listening to this week's. After I got done listening to this week, I jumped back to last week's. <laughs> Isn't it so smart how we weave these all together? We plan and connive to weave them all together. It's a master plan to get you to go back and listen to old podcasts. We know what we're doing, don't we, Trista? We do. And they say he had he jumped back to last week's episode. It sounds to me like Trista was tired and then you just kept pushing her buttons, which makes... Which makes her more and more frustrated so he had to go back and see if i was really angry yeah because we were talking about your anger issues so he had to go back and you know what you're exactly wrong you have no idea what you're talking about mr nathan (laughs) (laughs) i don't push buttons pretty accurate i don't push buttons what are you talking about correct all right mr jerry He writes several points here. Literally, he says several points, and then he gives them. He says, not everybody is doing a podcast. I disagree. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, You guys play weird games that no one has ever heard of. That's the second (laughs) point. What What games were you talking about? It's a game we've played with this person before, probably. Oh, okay. We know this person. Go figure. Somebody listening to our podcast knows us. I'm waiting for the first email from a stranger. That's going to be like a memorable day. If you're a stranger out there, you don't know us personally, email us at? Explicitlyus at gmail.com. So you can be the first stranger to email us. Okay. And then he says, we play weird music. Grandma got ran over by reindeer is case in point of that. And then he says... Oh, he's referring to the song. Oh, oh, holy oh, night. holy night. And then he says his fourth point concerning that song. Andy, no more playing your singing voice on the podcast. I didn't think that was very nice. <laughs> I know I'm not, you know, a great singer, but I think my shower voice is excellent. This is all very constructive criticism. Very constructive criticism. And uh, my my personal compliment of this person is that they're not a a. Uh, they're not an advice giver normally, and he's like unloading on me right now. Every week. Yeah, but I'm very thankful for it. It's been good. And then the last point is Merry Christmas. Yay. Merry Christmas, Jerry. We're apart, that's true. <laughs> but a fairy ride is a short ride when I come to you. <laughs> on the fly i just made it up what do you think he's gonna love that one oh yeah and then we got an email from miss abby our faithful listener abby uh good morning andy and trista wait is this an old email no no this ain't an old email because we were talking about mackinac island and again they say mackinac island is located in lake huron um, and the acronym Holmes doesn't have anything to do with the placement of the lakes. Was that two episodes ago or one episode? Um, it was two episodes ago, and then I think we hit on it last week mm-hmm. reading the emails. And so she's and late. said something, and she's so now late. she's responding again. You're late to the email game, sister. Um, 
the acronym has nothing to do with the lakes, which is kind of dumb because you have to go figure out another way to memorize their geographic locations. And then they said they were laughing so hard at Oh Holy Night. And uh, so we... So were our kids. We, oh, yeah. Our kids, I caught my son listening to the podcast and just sitting there like beating the table and laughing so hard. It was so funny. And then later in the day, my daughter had to listen to it again. She listened to the whole podcast again just to get because, to that song. Because the player that plays the podcast doesn't have a fast forward on it. It was funny. That's hilarious. They enjoyed it. And you got a video of the boy. I did. He does probably doesn't know it. No, I haven't shown anybody This that is one. why we do it, though. This is why we do it, for the simple joys. Yep. That we bring you every day. I hope this helps start out people's Mondays. Do you think it helps people have a good week or a good Monday? Monday can be a downer day. So Now, for yeah. me, I like Monday because it's always come on off a of Sunday. Sunday, you're in church. It's a great day. Uh, you're with God's people, and then Monday comes. And I, I always have felt like Monday is, I think the downer of Monday is when you have the 9 to 5. Exactly. That's the downer. People Besides, who have to go back to work. Yeah, if you're not working from home, even if you if you work from home, it's yeah. not as much a downer. It's really the having to leave your house and yeah. go go be with people that you usually don't like. <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong. Y'all tell me if I'm wrong. But um, we hope that this podcast, though, brightens your Monday. Unless you listen to it two weeks later like Nathan does. And it can't help brighten your Monday now, can it? All right, then we got an email from Kyle, and Kyle's referencing Red Letter Day. He's bringing us some information on Red Letter Day. He says, heard someone say this phrase today, and it reminded me of your podcast from a couple weeks ago. So I looked it up, and here we go. Red Letter Day. Used as a noun. Plural noun, Red Letter Days. A day that is pleasantly noteworthy or memorable. Now, we know all that, I think. I think we would know that. But here's the interesting thing, and it makes sense. I, I think this would be accurate. You know, anything found on the internet, you got to kind of be like, mm, maybe I believe I don't believe uh, origin early 18th century from the practice of highlighting a festival in red on a calendar. Now, that makes sense to me. It does. You know, you like Christmas would be a big circle of red, you know, when Santa, Santa Claus visits and you would say this is a red letter day. I think that's accurate. And that's our emails. Thank you for writing in. We're going to have to uh, create a whole segment, and it's going to be something like the the mailbag. Let's open the mailbag. We need like some little theme music just yeah. for that segment. Do, 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 do. Or maybe we'll find a... Like uh, Blues Clues or something. <laughs> Blues Clues. Or didn't Mr. Rogers have some kind oh, of tune yeah. for uh, mail? It was or, a little like jingle. And what was the guy's name who delivered the mail? He'd say, Speedy Delivery. Speedy Delivery. <laughs> <laughs> what was his Mr. name? Mr. Mailman. I don't know what his name was. I think he had a name. Hey. I'm sure. Guess what? We have listeners who know his name. Who you was the mailman? What was the mailman's name on Mr. Rogers? And did he have uh, a catchphrase besides speedy delivery? Speedy delivery. Speedy delivery. That's what we're going to do. That, that When that man arrives, the mailman for Mr. Rogers. I got to take a drink of coffee. You need to say something. Okay. Are you ready to get into our word of the day segment? Uh, I guess we can. Okay. I forgot to turn the timer on for this podcast. Let me check my time. Okay. So I've liked the theme of 
taking the word of the day, but for the Christmas time doing long lost Christmas words. But I'm running out of long lost Christmas words. So In English. Yeah, okay. So let's go to other countries. So on today's segment, I have three winter words or words associated with the cold that mm-hmm. maybe you haven't heard before. They're all new to me. So number one. Because we're not. Very smart people. We're simpletons. We are very simple. Yes. So the first one is apricity. Boy, I sure do appreciate you. Apricity, which means the warmth of the sun in winter. The warmth of the sun in winter. How would you use that as, as a, in a word, though? In a sentence? <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. In a sentence. Um, I don't know. Um. The warmth of the sun in winter. The opacity feels wonderful today. When I walked outside, I was greeted with such opacity. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're doing better than me. <laughs> Something like that. That's a good one. All right. And then word number two is subnivian. 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 That is the name. Of a character, I believe, on maybe Star Wars. Subnivian. May the force be with you. It doesn't ring a bell. Subnivian. I don't know. And this one means situated or occurring under the snow. So sub, mm, obviously. Situated or prefix. occurring under the snow. Subnivian. Well, it's interesting because Nivia, I think, is uh, one of the root words in one of the languages for snow. Oh, yeah? I don't know. I'm just kind of making it up as I go. Subnivia. So. Subnivian. Do animals travel subnivian? Some word. Maybe that's how you use that in a Maybe. sentence. I don't know. And then the last one, if I can pronounce this correctly. Psychrophilic. Is that what I said earlier? I don't know. That's how I'm pronouncing it. Psychrophilic. Or psychrophilic. 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 I don't or know. psychrophilic. You all tell us. Psychrophilic. Psychrophilic. Mm-hmm. One of those means thriving at a relatively low temperature. And this one they said was mostly used for things like bacteria. Oh, interesting. My brother-in-law, Jared. He's psychrophilic. He's not bacteria. (laughs) Interesting. Like we would say bacteria (laughs) than my brother-in-law. Well, I was going to joke with him, but I actually love my brother-in-laws. But he's definitely psychrophilic. That dude thrives at low temperatures. (laughs) Yeah, it did say like you could use this with people if you wanted to, but it's mostly talking about bacteria and the like. Jared, you're not psychotic. You're psychrophilic. (laughs) I like it. Good job, Trisha. Good words. You were looking at a word earlier that I thought you should have used, and I don't see it on your list. Yeah, because when I was looking at it, it said that there is great doubt that it was really ever a word. Oh, that's why. So I was like, well, I'm not going to put it on there then. Yeah, we only want to use words that people actually used at some point. For sure, words. Which I doubt any of these were. What was the word? Hold on, I'm going back for it. It was a funny word. I thought it was humorous. I'm not going to be able to find it now. You can't remember what it was? What was the definition? Um, 
it was a word for said an Inuit word. Which would not be English. For when basically they go crazy and start yelling or crying during the long cold winter. Which I thought was just so funny because I'm picturing all these Inuit uh, Eskimos up there just screaming and yelling, I am done with this cold. Hold on, here it is. I found it. I want to be on an island somewhere. This is just for a be week. A butchered pronunciation. All right. But it looks like Piblokto. P I B L O K T O. Piblokto. That Indian is going straight Piblako on me. A condition among the Inuit that is characterized by attacks of disturbed behavior as screaming and crying, and that occurs chiefly in winter. Do any of you suffer from this around wintertime? Do you go Piblako? We are actually making this word up. There's no way this is a word. I don't know. And we're with the pronunciation, everything. Piblaco. Calm your Piblaco self down and go in and get a cup of coffee. Warm up by the fire. Do you like fireplaces in winter? I do when I'm places that are cold. I remember when I first met you, your mother and father had a fireplace oh in goodness. the basement. That room would heat up like nothing else. It got to a point where you could not be down there in the basement basement. anymore. It was so hot. It was very hot. I would would start with clothes on at the top of the stairs. By the bottom of the stairs, half of them were off. We had like a room. So it was basically two rooms and we'd keep the door shut. And so all the heat would be in one room from the fireplace. And it would get so hot, we'd have to go over and open the other door just to get a, a cold draft. Yeah, it was pretty warm. Cozy, that's very for sure. cozy, and we liked it. It was a good fireplace. I like fireplaces, gas or wood. You have a preference? Um, that was a wood fireplace. Theirs was wood. Mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like we had a little gas light one. Gas is once. for the gas is purely. It's got to be for convenience. Obviously, there's less mess, but more so. It's convenience. There's not as much work. There's not as much cleanup. Fire on and off instantly. Fire on and off instantly. So it's yeah. a it's a convenient fire and, and probably more for aesthetics than for warmth. Warmth. We used ours in our house for warmth, though. You remember? Oh, yeah. In that one room that was cold. Oh, you're talking about our that, house. Remember? We, true enough. Our house. Yeah. We had and that, that was, little gas fireplace. That was one of those external fireplaces with a blower on and everything. Yep. And do you remember somebody broke into our house? Stowed it. Y'all listen to this story. We put our house on the market where we were living in Kentucky at the time. And the house was cleared out of everything on the market. We had somebody make an offer on the house, right? Yep. After they made an offer on the house... Somebody broke in. They actually broke through the, the wall. wall of our house, which is fascinating. Yeah. yeah, they they knew there was a weak point in the house, yep. so they broke through that and then um, stole our fireplace. The gas fireplace. They somehow picked that fireplace up and walked out <laughs> with it. And so then we had to buy a new one. We had to buy a new one and fix the wall. And what I remember the most was contacting the insurance company Mm -hmm. and telling them what happened. And they said our insurance coverage was void because we had the wrong type of insurance since we weren't actually living in the house. Mm. 
I don't remember this. You don't remember that? No. Nope. We had the insurance for the house. Mm-hmm. They stole the gas fireplace. We tried to make a claim mm-hmm. for it, and they said we couldn't make a claim because we had the wrong type of insurance. Since we were no longer living there, we should have gotten a different type of insurance for the mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. I think now I'm slowly going back to me. And so I think I might have said to them, well, are you going to rebate me on all the months we weren't living there? Yeah. It was no, like, you're going to let me still pay it, even though I'm not allowed to be paying this insurance because we're not living there. It was so sad. Yet, you're going to still take my money and then not cover me. Yeah, I was. I think it was I, frustrating. It's, it's all coming back to but me But we now. were like at the point where we were just done with the situation and yeah. so we just bought the fireplace, sold the house, mm-hmm. and moved on. Which we ended up finding a, finding a fireplace on like um, Craigslist or something like that. Yeah. It was, ended up being a good deal. But this funny thing, we were traveling at the time, um, and my your father actually had to go yeah. and pick it up and take it to the house and everything. I think maybe I saw it once. Maybe. I don't know if I ever saw it. But then we had to have a friend help us board back up the the house was crazy. It was, but the house sold and they took it and good we for were them. done with it. And we were done. It's one of those things. It was our first home purchase. We learned a lot with that. Home purchases would be a great segment on lessons learned on, and maybe we get somebody that's bought and sold several houses. That would be interesting. Maybe some of you would be interested in uh, doing that. If you've bought and sold over 30 properties, Whoa. let us know. And you can be our guest, you and your wife or you I and your husband, like three or four. No, everybody's done three or four. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a big thing. Everybody loves it. Yeah. Right. I mean, your parents, three or four. You know, there's a, there's a lot of three but or four. A, and and, and true enough, they, lifetime, could, like, they could have definitely, they goodness. definitely have a lot of advice and stuff. But we're going to have your mom and dad on, but for completely different topics. So if there's somebody up there, out there that is a, maybe you're a uh, real, real estate uh, fixer upper, um, and you would like to talk about that, bring your spouse on and we'll we'll talk about some wins, some loses, some things to look out for. I think that'd be interesting. We need to do some more things like that. People are getting tired of talking or us talking, I think. But Yeah, we're going to have guests again very soon. I can't say this enough. It's explicitly us. What did you expect? You know what I mean? Don't leave us, though. We will be bringing back the guests. Oh, yeah. We got some great guests lined up. It's going to be awesome. Um, you might have heard this name, Martin Luther King Jr., he will not be a guest. He's <laughs> I was dead. like, what? He's Where dead. is this going? But we are going to have some great guests. I was actually talking to one today, and hopefully they'll come on. Hey, Trista, do you like talking about Christmas here? Fake or real trees? Well, I grew up always having a fake tree. And wow. then as an adult, had a couple of real trees. I... With, with me or with your parents? Both. I think we did a real one. Definitely. At least one year. And then my parents did some when we were adults. Um, I don't know that I have a preference. I like honestly. both. I like both. For different, I think it, it just depends on where you're at in your life, your schedule, where you're at. If you don't have kids, maybe you do the fake tree. Um, if you live in an apartment, Maybe you do the fake tree. If you live upstairs, maybe you do the fake tree. You know, there's a lot of reasons to do a fake tree. Uh, if you do two trees, maybe, I don't know, some people do multiple trees. That's true. So you might do a real tree and a fake tree. And so there's a lot of reasons for yeah. fake trees. However, real trees are great. I love real trees. They obviously bring a lot of fragrance into the house. And right. I love that about it. 
the downside of the real tree, of course, is the, the end. Needles the needles. Or the, the needles falling everywhere right. as the tree is dying. So a lot of cleanup. There we've learned over the past there's ways to do it. Obviously, tarpaulin is the way to go. You know, get some tarps, lay it down, put your tree down, wrap it up, drag it outside. And then heave it at the curb. (laughs) If you live out in the country, it's fun to do a tree burning, you know, on the 1st of January. You can do a tree burning, do a little bonfire, all of your packaging, right? You got all your cardboards, you got all of your wrapping paper, all that trash, save all that stuff and have yourself a tree burning and uh, maybe burn your credit cards for the next year as well. Make it a new holiday tradition. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, it's great. That's the way to do it. Outside or inside decorations. I like both. I like the indoor decorations and then it's nice to have some lights outside. I'm not one to want like the big blow up Santa Claus and reindeer and snowmen mm-hmm. necessarily, but I like some lights on the house. I remember living in Columbus, Ohio when I was a kid and down the street from our house, there is a retired man who used to be a police officer and he had this, we lived in a very... Uh, probably 1950s neighborhood, 60s, somewhere in there. And so small houses, um, but he would have his garage filled with Christmas decorations. And every winter he would set his yard. He's one of these people that went all out. It was like thematic. He would add things. And he had, I'm going to guess, you know, do you know those little figurines that you can buy? It's Santa and he's moving. Oh. And he does the movements. I was going with like the plastic mold. No, you know how the Santa will like, you know, he'll have like a candle and he's like bending over or something, okay. and standing up and yeah. doing some kind of motion. And then you can get an elf and the elf is hammering really slow. So he bought all the figurines to make Santa's workshop. And then he built, basically it was his nativity scene. And he had a nativity scene, but it wasn't this elaborate, right? You can't have a, a moving Mary and Jesus. Mary would be like doing the Simba with Jesus, you know, holding him up, oh, bringing him down, holding him up. And um, so he would do this and it would be Santa's workshop. And I, th- I want to say Mrs. Claus was in a rocking chair and this rocking chair was rocking, but you had all these elves on this table and he had it behind like this plexiglass uh, chicken coop size little house. And it was wow. up on stilts. So you could drive by and see it. It was fun. I remember that. And that's somebody who loves to decorate outside they just do those type of things use a lot of electricity though well would your bill go like skyrocketing in december i don't think skyrocketing is different from everybody for everybody you know i think for the one or two months that he had it out there maybe he paid two hundred dollars you know back then maybe for everything and so that's his personal decision but nowadays with led you're paying a fraction of what you were, you would have paid then. They even have like solar lights now mm-hmm. you could do. Yeah, we talked about solar lights at yeah. one time. They're the they're definitely the way to go if you have property where you want like lights out, you know, away from electricity. That's definitely the way to or go. Or you live in a tropical location. Or if you live in a tropical location, that's exactly right. Lots of sun. Yeah. Hey, ham or turkey? I am always going to go with ham. For Thanksgiving and Christmas. I thought you were going to say, well, I already have the ham, but a boom, me. Hardy har. Not you, me, just to clarify. You're the turkey. <laughs> so ham and turkey? I prefer ham over turkey. I 
used to prefer ham over turkey. And lately, people are mastering the turkey. The turkey we had for Thanksgiving was masterfully done. It was amazing. It was so good. You know, turkey, I grew up, my mom, if she's listening, you're a good cook. You're not a great cook, but you are a good cook. And your turkey was always dry. It's (sighs) confession day. And if you, I mean, I don't know why, but for some reason it was always dry. And I grew up eating your turkey and you ruined me. I thought turkey was always dry. But I've had some really moist turkeys. And this season was one of those seasons. Not often. It's very hard to get a moist turkey. Man, this turkey was good. It was, you know, when you can get the white and cut it with a fork and you kind of see that juice a little bit. Yeah. That's some good turkey. See, I would not, I would kill a turkey. You think? Like it would be dry as a bone. Do you remember that? Do you remember that year we deep fried? I do, but I don't remember it being particularly moist. Well, that was our first time. It wasn't. We overcooked it. So it was moist because of the oil, but not moist because of the cook time because we overcooked it. And the reason we overcooked it because it was our first turkey and we want to make sure it got (laughs) done right. And so we overcooked it. But I thought the flavor was there and I thought thought the flavor was very good. So that's on the list to be done again. I, I will enjoy that. Do you did you grow up writing Santa on or did your parents write Santa on the Christmas gifts or did you believe in Santa? We didn't or? do Santa at all. Neither did we. Not not at all. Why would you give credit to some stranger? However, your mom does write Santa on a lot of her gifts. Right. She does. But she doesn't say Santa's real. And she right. she never like she growing just up it's fun and Christmassy. Yeah, it's Christmassy. You know, just like you might give your kids, even though you know why we celebrate Easter for the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you might say, here, an Easter bunny, chocolate Easter bunny, enjoy, you know. I do love a good chocolate Easter bunny, <laughs> not going to lie. Yeah. So, yeah, she, she'll she sometimes write Santa on there, and uh, she thinks it's cute, but she's never, we never grew up thinking it was real. No, it was more, it was a matter of um, lying, you know. mm yeah. You lie to your kids. Lie straight up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to be said about that. You know, you, you tell them Santa's real and uh, and then they find out you're lying. Well, what else are you going to tell them is real for the rest of their life? I've never even done the tooth fairy with the kids. No. Like no. they bring me their tooth and I give them a dollar. Right. I Which used to I've do all- under the pillow, and I don't do that anymore. <laughs> right. They just bring me their tooth. <laughs> Come exchange. Cashing in is like it's a gold nugget. <laughs> Cashing, in. Cashing in my tooth. That's funny. <sighs> Speaking of gold nugget, we we bought some Christmas games for the kids, and we opened Christmas games as part of our 12 days of Christmas. Yes. Last night was let's, game let's night. Let's quickly, quickly mention the games okay. we got and do a quick review of them. Uh, one of the games we haven't played yet, but we've played in the past, Katan. Correct. Catan. Good game. We just, for some reason, don't have it. I feel like we've owned it in the past and I gave it to somebody. But now we own it. We use our children as the catalyst to own the game. We told them it was for them, but really it's for us. It's a family game. Yep. Catan. Good game. If you haven't played it, get it. It's definitely a staple. But we had to get the expansion pack as well. Because we're six Because there's six of us. Right. So. Not a problem. We should play that tonight. All right. Next game. Was... We'll do pay dirt next. All right. Pay dirt. Pay dirt. Oh, my. 
pay dirt. We haven't played it yet. We've played like four turns. And the only reason we've only played that much is because the setup was very... After like three or four turns, we were two hours into this game. Yeah. Well, we had never played it. We're learning for the first time. Reading the instructions, punching everything out. There's tons of pieces. Punching Punching one another. Punching one another. In the face. In the face. (laughs) Because of the aggravation. (laughs) And learning what all these pieces are. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot that goes with the game. You gotta, it's kind of the type of game, game you have to plan on like a long period of time. Sitting down just like all day. I think once you learn how to play the game. I don't know. I think it takes less time. I don't know. I really do. Um, it's just it's just one of those things that uh, we didn't know what we were doing. And so every single time you read a rule, you had to figure out what they were talking about. Because the rules are not the greatest. They're not the greatest explaining the rules. So you kind of have to play a couple turns and slowly things start coming together. But there's symbols all over the game. A lot of symbols. That you don't know what they mean. Yeah. And, and they don't. They don't specify what the symbols mean in the game. There's no cheat sheet that says this symbol means this. So you're like, what does this even mean? We were guessing on a lot of it. Yeah. Like, hey, I bet it means this. And then we come yeah. back later and be like, no, I think it actually means this. This right. would make more sense. <laughs> and exactly. So I think it's going to be a good game. So I'm not. It's Let's not. See. It, I don't. I if you can get the kids to play it. it again, because they were not thrilled by the time we finished that two hours. Yeah. Yesterday. No, that was because it was two hours and we could have played another lot. game three or four times. Yeah. But, we'll, but they we'll, did love. Mm-hmm. Spy Alley. Spy Alley. So that was a good one. Yep. Spy Alley's fun. And it's apparently a pretty old game that we didn't know about. I don't know. Um, the copyright says 1993, but I don't know if that was the idea and maybe they're just now producing it. That's what I had a thought of. That would you be know, crazy. When did they produce it? But Spy Alley is a pretty fun game. And one thing I'll say about that, if you like board games, you're looking for a new board game this year, is... It's it's literally fun for the whole family. It really is. We have a six, eight-year-old. How old is he? Eight. Eight, not six. Definitely not six. He'd be in first grade. He's eight years old. His reading level's kind of more like a six-year-old. <laughs> You're catching up. He's eight years old, and then you got us adults. Now, we've played a total of three games. They last about 30 minutes. Since we've had it, we've played three games. AJ has won two games. Yep. Oliver has won one game. So the eight-year-old and the 10-year-old are, are winning. And it has nothing to do with intelligence. It has a lot to do with their, there's some chance. A little bit chance. of strategy. A little bit of strategy, a little bit of chance. It's mixed in. It, it's kind of all about where you land if you land in an opportunity space um, to take advantage of it. And so they just happen to land in some adv- advantageous places on the board that they were able to capitalize on. That's all I can explain it. But... Spy Alley is great for the whole family. Uh, you can everybody has a different plan, and no plan's bad. You know, you kind of go through, and so a lot of fun. I really, it's well made. I think it's a well made game, and we like it a lot. So so far, I'm I'm three for three on these games. Maybe two and a half. We'll see what Pay Dirt comes out with, mm. but I, I think we're going to be okay. Now, you have something here about. Opening gifts early or just on Christmas Day. We're, we're opening 12 days early. So this is different for us, though. Most people are like, it's Christmas Day. We're opening all of our gifts on Christmas Day. Then you have some people who are like, well, there's always a Christmas Eve gift. Oh, yeah. There's got to be a Christmas Eve gift. I, my theory is if there's not a Christmas Eve gift, your kids aren't going to go to sleep. We never did Christmas Eve gifts growing up, but that's my excuse. Anyways, I will for, say I want one. 
We did open gifts most Christmas Eves because we went to my grandparents. That, so you so did. we had yeah, you did, those gifts on Christmas Eve. So we always did a Christmas Eve gift, but it was never official. What, what like it, last minute, like everybody's bugging mom. Exactly. Yeah. Literally, we'd have to I bug her. I can see her. you all doing that. We'd have to bug her all day long and maybe all week long. And then the day of, we'd bug her all. And here's how it would go. Mom, if we clean the whole <laughs> house, can we please open one gift? And we'd have to clean the kitchen and clean the, you know, make everything perfect. We'd light candles, put on Christmas music, you know, get the house really Christmassy. Well, Mom, that worked out for is, her. Isn't it a beautiful, that out for beautiful her too. house? It smells so nice. We should all sit down around the fire <laughs> and open a gift. Open one gift. Yeah. We'd have to set it up for her. Funny. And she would do it. Yep. And we'd, we'd open a gift. It was always fun. Love Christmas, man. Some of the best memories, huh? Yes. It's going to be a great Christmas. Hope you guys can join us next week. It's been great having you this week. Trista, you need to talk a little more, I think. I'm doing my best. I know. Hey, I love you. Love you. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Stay tuned. Merry Share. Christmas. Merry Christmas, all y'all. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Explicitly Us podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do. You'll be the first to listen to our show when it's released every Monday. See you next time on Explicitly Us.